Okay, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Wednesday. This is Seattle Now. U.S. soccer fans took a win yesterday over Iran in the World Cup. Locals gathered to watch at Fremont Pub, Georgian Dragon. The city is big on soccer, and fans from all over the world are gathering to watch their favorite teams. We'll talk with soccer pub owners Jason Cottam and Daniel Paygard in a minute. But first, let's get you caught up. The snow has arrived. We are in for an on-again, off-again dusting of snow throughout the week as temperatures hover just above and below freezing. That may change Friday when Seattle could get a couple of inches that might stick around for a few days. Areas further north and higher in the Cascades could see much more snow, maybe even enough for the ski season to start this weekend. There's a candlelight vigil tonight to memorialize the four University of Idaho students who were killed in their home November 13th. Police have yet to identify any suspects, a motive, or the murder weapon used in the killings. Coordinated memorials will take place at the university's campuses in Boise and Moscow, just across the border from Pullman, Washington. You can stream the memorial online, and the school says GoFundMe campaigns have been set up to support the students' families. And housing prices have dropped even further this fall, according to a report from Bloomberg. New data from the Case-Shiller Index shows the average cost of a house in the Seattle area dipped 3% between August and September. Prices are still 6% higher than they were the same time in 2021, but that's among the lowest growth of any big city tracked in the data. a 14-hour flight from Qatar, but there's plenty of World Cup action right here in Seattle. The U.S. team just pulled off a win yesterday against Iran to move to the next round. Soccer is big here, especially for a U.S. city, and fans are packing local spots to watch the games. The Georgian Dragon Pub in Fremont is hosting watch parties throughout the tournament, drawing crowds of more than 400 fans. Oh, it's just fun feeling the energy of a place. People cheering, watching with a collective group of people. It's just fun feeling the energy of it. It's just got the best vibes. Most people come here. I think it's one of the main soccer bars these days. Uh, and I work in the neighborhood, so I love this place and love to come here for these days. Jason Cottam and Daniel Paygard are here to talk about it. They're co-owners of the Georgian Dragon with Jessica Carlson. Thanks, you two, for taking the time. No problem. Thanks for having us. We talked to a few people in their team gear at the pub yesterday. <laughs> Americana. Americana. Uh, U.S. Uh, jacket, U.S. scarf. Uh, yeah. I have my, what's the name of this jersey? Centennial. Centennial jersey with my USA versus Panama Seattle game scarf. Very proud. Got the authentic Where's Waldo jersey from way back when. Sounds like fun. There's a lot of excitement in the city about the World Cup. Give us a vibe check. What's it been like at the Georgian Dragon, Jason? Honestly, the vibe here overall has been amazing. First time World Cup as owners, much less of an iconic soccer bar here in Seattle. And it's just been incredible. The regulars, the new people coming in, man, having people just pile in and every single time, all you get is just excitement and warmth and people that are just ready to just really enjoy the beautiful game. Yeah, and the U.S. really came through, beating Iran 1-0 to zero to advance in the World Cup yesterday. Jason, what was it like at the pub when they won? Oh, you know, everybody was so, so, so excited. It's the first time in 
well, we didn't even make the, the World Cup last last World Cup, but just lots of chance of USA, USA, high fives, hugs, just everybody was just so just hyped and stoked. It was just absolutely electric. Oh, it's so fun when things go your way. But of course, there's 64 games running until December 18th. And my quick math tells me you would have to stay open nearly 24 hours to be open for them all. So Daniel, what's the plan? How are you managing the schedule right now? Uh, I wouldn't say managing so much as surviving is kind of the term that we use more often than not. Um, yeah, honestly, we are so lucky to have not just an amazing regular crew of employees, uh, but we have what we call hired guns or mercenaries coming in from around the city that are all in the restaurant business. We are required to close down, which I'm not mad about not being open for 24 hours a day, like opening up at 4.30 and then having a crew of 10 people already there ready to go has been pretty exciting. Wow. So you are opening up at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, you got a lot of people at the door then? Uh, we can, especially like when England plays early, it can be a little bit hit or miss, but once the sun like really starts peeking up and everybody else goes, oh, we're awake now, and they realize, oh, man, we might have overslept the one game, but we're definitely going down to the George for the next one. When you watch as over the next 30 minutes, you go from maybe having 30, 40 people to 150 to 200 people, and it just ramps up so quickly. Wow. Wow. And what are you, are you serving food and drinks? Can you actually serve alcohol at that hour? No. So when we open that early, legally, we have to do juice, soda, food, all that kind of stuff until 6 a.m. At 6.01, uh, whoever's behind the bar hits the bell, yells bars open, and then it's game on. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That is fantastic. Well, when we went over to the pub, we heard from a few fans about their experience. Any USA game, I'm partial to anything Messi, so I, I I like to watch Argentina. Also Mexico, good vibes, you know, like, I like to root for Northern American teams. I'm not that much like a sports person, but I just wanted to be here, see this game, be in the community here. Um, yeah, and it's because it's just such a, like, a uh, super sensitive game. Uh, Politically. It's always really high energy, which is fun. Um, I'd say it's fun to get the, when you get people from different teams here and get like a little bit of banter back and forth, it's how it kind of raises things up a little bit more. I'm curious what kinds of crowds you're seeing. Where are your fans from? You already mentioned England. So as far as fans, you know, we get a good, a good group from a lot of spots. Uh, specifically, Mexico's had a really strong showing here. The Argentinians have had a really strong showing here. England, of course, Brazil, a lot of Brazilian fans, decent amount of Iranian fans too. So much fun to have so many fans in the bar and what a great level of excitement even going into the games. So soccer is interesting because it's still growing its fan base in the U.S., but Seattle seems to be a little bit of an exception to that. We really are a soccer town. And I wonder, why do you think that is? Uh, a huge amount of it, honestly, is the number of transplants that we have here. People that come here for tech jobs or any other job attached to that, that come from quite literally all over the world where, you know, outside of the U.S., soccer is the sport. And so when they come in, they bring their passion, their drive, and during the World Cup, their nationalism for it. And it really helps inspire a lot of people around here to go, oh, there is more than just what we're used to and I mean Seattle I mean just being the crossroads of so many different trade routes shipping everything else just coming in just brings so many different influences and all those other things this area that 
really kind of make it a cool amalgam of different things. Yeah, and the Georgian Dragon, you kind of bill yourself as the soccer pub for the city. Does it get rowdy in there? Any soccer chants? Oh, man, that's tough. Like, honestly, like, and Jason, feel free to disagree with me when I'm done. Uh, I, I love the simple ones. Uh, the English have amazing songs, chants for every occasion. That's their thing. Uh, the very simple USA or when Mexico is playing the Mexico every time they do it. It's pretty cool. Like Argentina is great, but just the really simple stuff that you see everyone just jump onto. And then, then you have an entire bar that almost feels like it's vibrating because everyone's doing the exact same. It's, it's pretty intense and amazing. Now, there are players from the Sounders on different teams in the World Cup. Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan are playing for the U.S. Who are you watching? I uh, Christian Roldan is an amazing player. And just honestly, seeing uh, U.S. players on European teams over the last 15, 20 years and watching as they're breaking onto the stage means that not only do we get to recognize all the names on the men's national team for the U.S., but people around the world know those names now. They're players that play for Tottenham, for Real, all the different players that will have American t- uh, players on teams, all the different American players on them. It's it's really cool to see these guys that 15 years ago, nobody knows who they are outside of the World Cup. Now, they're a bit more of a household name. Yeah, and this is really just a warm-up for Seattle. In 2026, the tournament will be played in the U.S. Seattle will host some of the games We've been talking about the popularity of soccer here. How is Seattle a good choice to be part of the next World Cup? Seattle has quite literally everything to offer and very, very few negatives. We've got the infrastructure, the stadium. We have an intense and amazing uh, soccer football fan base of people from around the world that will absolutely mob this city in a good way just to show what we can present to the world and I feel like for too long, the not just this area, but the U.S. in general has kind of been sidelined and people have forgotten that we are a country full of people from around the world. And that's millions of people that are in, intensely passionate about this, uh, this game and being able to highlight that in a city that I'm born and raised in is honestly just for local hometown pride is an amazing and incredible thing. All right. All right. Well, Georgian Dragon seems like the place to be for the World Cup right now. Jason Cottam and Daniel Pegard are co-owners of Fremont Pub, the Georgian Dragon, with Jessica Carlson. Thanks so much, you two. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Jenny Cecil Moore produced today's episode. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez. Claire McGrain, Vaughn Jones, and Brandy Fullwood. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. 